1: I know I had a lot of fun because I could just watch you guys go back and forth on Ohio State, Michigan, and some serious allegations of cheating.
2: Yeah, and I had to just sit there and take it from a boss while he gave me embarrassing apologies for a scandal-ridden program that was once proud and ethical. And I had to just sit there and listen.
1: Keith Britton joins the podcast on this episode of the Emerging Podcast Scene presented by Extend Technologies. The first four hours were simply an amuse bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. You sure, you the one not dessert. Not for me. Nah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. You want to do that right in front of our boss, right here on the podcast? Is what you want to do? <laughs>
2: Absolutely,
1: not. Absolutely not. Hi, everybody. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. I'm right, talking to your mic.
2: Well, it's great to be here, Ken. Is it on or no? As not? usual, brought to you by Extend Technologies. Giving is that you it? The solutions no. solutions for home entertainment, home automation, and so much more. That is the beauty of Extend Technologies. Anthony Lima, Ken Carmen, and in a little bit, the Marble Mouth of Crawford County.
1: All day here is the music playing. And we're very and what, are
2: we do, that. what are we
1: doing? Is it in there now? Jangle the top there.
2: What did Stevie do? Oh, Stevie.
1: How is this a problem every single every, time we do the show?
2: Every day. Well, that'll do it. What it's are we out.
1: doing? Keith, can you fix this damn thing?
2: Oh, boy. That's, that's me. You oh, like oh that. I
1: know what the problem is. It's on Vox Pro, not on guest one. Can't
2: have it on the old Vox Pro. It's supposed
1: to be on guest two because he's on guest two.
2: Check it out now. All right, here we go. Did we get the levels there back up go. to where they yep. need
1: to be? There we go. Talk. All right, Kenny, we're ready to we go. go. I'm still playing the music. It's always on Vox Pro. It's never on where it's supposed to be now. We'll so fix it in we're post. So we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. All right. What He's were you going to tell? your boss today. He's here as Angry Michigan. Well, you know, that's different. Yeah, if you're going to be on air with us, you can't be pulling rank over there. Big boss man well he but was he's just here as an engineer. daggers through me. This is so great. I love this. I got to tell you in the end, Keith's going to be so, right
2: though about Michigan right they're not they're not going to incur a serious penalty from the big Ten, certainly not the big Ten. You ready to just they're, slide in? they're not going to self impose any significant uh, penalty penalty, as they say yeah uh, the, the time frame doesn't even work out for the NCAA. I mean they have to be delivered a notice of infractions. And then be given a proper amount of time. So in the end, the Michigan fan is going to win here. Yeah. Their, their hope is that this doesn't serve as this, doesn't serve as some giant distraction for the game in which Michigan is going to be favored. Right. And they're going to be 20 million people plus watching that game. They've given up
1: 13 points. And the most, the the, the most they've given up in a season is 13 or this season is 13 points. Keith Britton joins us right now. Um, Keith is starting to sound more and more like Browns fans. Last summer, during the Watson stuff, oh yeah, uh, you know the, the the stuff. Well, they do not want to get in a lawsuit with Deshaun Watson. It's like, yeah, the NFL getting a lawsuit with everybody. I don't think they care about well, the anything Ten, like that. The Big Ten does not, though. That's ah, different. here comes Keith.
3: Okay, you, you I, think a first-year commissioner wants to come into, step into this? The first the first order of business I, he
1: has is to get in
3: a legal dispute that costs money cost the conference a ton of money.
1: I want to hear you guys discuss it. That's what I want to hear because there's a lot of people taking big aim at Michigan. And I was told I better watch my mouth this week because some bombshells may be getting ready to drop here over the next few days. And I didn't want to be
2: speaking out of turn. So away we go between you two. Keith is right. Like the Big Ten, they want nothing to do with this, obviously. What makes this so difficult and what makes it a fascinating story given Michigan's record this year that they are a viable team that could contend if not win the entire national championship. Yes. Bring in how much money does a team bring in if they are in the playoff? How much money does the conference get enough as, as part of the agreement? They get a lot. Oh, it's massive. It's, it's, it's a massive yeah, and I saw payout. a report
3: last night that like the big Ten could threaten TV reprimands of like not putting them on certain games.
2: You're just killing yourself. Then. Why would they want to do that? That's. Do you think the SEC would ever cannibalize their own?
3: Anybody that reported that and believed that. You, you we need more individual. Northwestern. I've <laughs> been dying to Iowa. see Northwestern. We need
2: more of the Iowa yes. offensive attack. I need to see I, more of that offense.
3: I did see a funny tweet this past weekend that said, <laughs> Iowa could put up uh, 17 points on USC and Washington's defense. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty really
2: true. So I understand why you'd sit there and be very skeptical that the big $6 million that they would make the
1: final.
2: Yeah. So really, Really, that's it. I thought it was like 40. I I actually thought it was more too, but still it's another 10 million, 10 million is a lot. So given all of that, it is easy to be cynical on the fact that if, even if this was an ethical debate and we, we, we we certainly will discuss how much of morals and ethics belong in college football, but at the same time, what do they do when it would appear every other team in the conference feels that Michigan has done something beyond the pale. Something that they believe is beyond what is considered normal scouting and normal information gathering. So, Keith, I guess the the, the floor is yours on that. Is the Big Ten and the new commissioner between a rock and a hard place on this – are you surprised to see so many teams, if the the information is accurate, if the reporting of what the NCAA has in front of them is true, are you surprised to see so many teams in the conference come after Michigan in this way? No, not at all. I mean, are they if, being sore losers?
3: Uh, part of me says yes, but I understand why they would do what they're doing. Like they, they obviously have something to win here they they want hardball a lot of them want hardball out or just view michigan as a
2: threat so that's part of it i think hardball is so good for the big 10 too i think he is so so awesome for the rivalry
3: why other coaches would want to speak out and say we want this guy out of the conference it's it's hurting our ability to win games and if he's cheating while doing so then that plays even more into it what i said last time with you guys last time i joined you is Mm -hmm. these coaches have to be careful because and i'm not saying that they've all done the same stuff as michigan but if Michigan gets into some legal dispute with the Big Ten, and this is the other reason the Big Ten doesn't want to get into this. If Michigan gets into a legal dispute with the Big Ten, then it opens up the doors for everything else to be laid out. Anything that Michigan does have, what you might believe they have nothing, I find it hard to believe they don't have something. Like I texted you guys this morning, this Connor Stallions guy, there's a reason why they didn't fire him and he resigned. Like what happens when somebody resigns as opposed to being fired? They get paid and they give. They're more likely to give info. It's not a it's not a bad break. Like Michigan probably took info from Connor Stallions who. We talk about this vast network all the time. Do you? Th- are we really naive enough to think that this vast network did not include individuals from other teams A left-wing conspiracy. were willing to trade
2: info? Like, well, you just said, though, probably took information. I, I, I think most people are under the assumption that not only did they take information from him, that they directed him. Michigan fans are claiming rogue operator, independent operator. No,
3: I'm talking about, like, after the fact here. Like, getting info on other teams about how they were involved. Like... That was probably part of this process for Michigan is like, all right, if you're going to slam us, then we're going to try to find everything we can. If this guy was doing this, who was he, Who else was involved?
2: Well, help me so, out with that. Help me out with that, though. You're saying after the fact. Explain how this might go down or what it's being argued that went down with Counter Stallions. So there's rumors out there, and we'll see today. I, I, there's
3: heavy rumors today that there's going to be like three teams named that were wow. in cahoots with like going – this report that came out yesterday about other Big Ten teams stealing signs and trading them – there's now rumors slash reports that three other teams are going to be named today. And that's going to come out because the conference will come down to a decision tomorrow. So they want to get this stuff out and they're filtering information out. That's good for based Michigan. So regardless of what you believe, how much this entails, like if these other teams were using info that Connor Stallions had, or maybe they had guys doing similar, maybe not sending people out on the road, but the uh, going against the big 10 policy, the sportsman sportsmanship policy is that you cannot trade signals like that. I, Listen, everybody listening to this, sign stealing is stupid. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like it, Everybody does it. We all understand that. That, that was my never, original
2: that point, was, by yes, the way. and
3: that was the thing that people always got caught up on. Everybody tried to say the sign stealing, sign stealing. Everybody was ignoring the fact that what you truly care about is how it was done because that was what was against the rules. So in the Big Ten, they don't have the same bylaws as the NCAA in this. Like It goes by a sportsmanship policy. Are they can, stricter or less strict? They're less strict. It's not... Like this doesn't come down on the coach. So in the instance of Harbaugh with the NCAA, the NCAA could come in and say, Harbaugh, even though you didn't know about it, you're supposed to be in charge of your program. We are going to bring down punishment on you because you have you're supposed to be in charge of everything. And even if you don't know, that's on you. That is not how the Big Ten views it. The Big Ten views that it is on that individual that committed the act. But the Big Ten could go and say, hey, we want to change it and use what the NCAA does. That's why it could go to court, because Michigan could say, you're not abiding by your own rules as written in the book. You want to abide by the NCAA rules that we were not told that we had to abide by in the Big Ten. So and even though we broke rules, we didn't break yeah. Big Ten rules. We broke NCAA rules.
2: Well, and and whether or not lack of institutional control you know, comes into the picture yeah. here, I think the thing that you'd have to – the only thing that I think could really – trouble Michigan. And we'll get to something that Greg Doyle wrote this morning, which I really want to talk about. I can, I cannot wait to hear what you think about this when it comes what to what I, I what I, I, I think about it, yeah, when it comes no. to Heisman voting, um, lack of institutional control is one thing it's lying to the NCAA. Right. And we yeah. don't know. We have no idea how those investigations have gone with the NCAA. Well, we we do have
3: some because there was some reporting late last night that the NCAA, along with the, the, private investigator thing who mm-hmm. Yahoo reported that has not so far as It not was not Ryan, Ryan Day Day's brother. Um, and they said <laughs> that also the NCAA told the Big Ten that they have found no evidence that Harbaugh was involved in this himself. Now we can all argue the fact that he had to have heard whispers or known something, but they have no paper trail. So that's what they have to yeah, go by
2: right now. What, right what now. ended up getting Jim Trestle and has gotten so many coaches, it's not necessarily trading gold pants or no show jobs in the end. It's could they prove that the head coach lied to investigators and so when far, asked about these things. Now,
3: this investigation is not over, and it's going to go on for probably months and maybe a year. Who yeah. knows? But so far, that's what the NCAA has told the Big Ten, and that's another thing up the sleeve of Michigan is saying, well, the NCAA has told you that our head coach is not involved, so you're going to suspend a guy for what the NCAA is saying that he has yeah, like for had instance, no
2: impact. It, for instance, if there was a school, say uh, a school that... Played Central Michigan, and you know how information starts coming fast and furious. If they had contacted Michigan and had contacted administrators and said, "Hey, are you aware that a guy that's uh, it seems to be he's on your staff, but now he's on the sidelines here at another school? Are you aware of this?" You know, if if at any point Jim Harbaugh was made aware of this and has since said anything that would be a departure. From what they know to be true, that's when you could get in trouble. Right.
3: And that's, and I, going back to the Big Ten thing with Tony Petiti, the commissioner, like that's the tough balance that he's in because he understands that all the rest of the teams around the Big Ten or the great majority are pissed off right now and and want change and want him to create uh, some kind of punishment for Michigan. But he also has the balance of, well, I've got to go by what our rule book says and I can't just assess punishment if it's not written that way in our rule book or we're going to face legal action and us as a conference, is going to cost a ton of money. We have to go to court and that's not even guaranteed that we're going to win. And other teams are going to be drugging in the mud with this and it's going to make the conference look bad. So that's the balance that Tony Petiti is in. And I understand a lot of people, Ohio state fans, a lot of other fans are, are saying, I don't care about that. Well, the mob mentality is two weeks ago. We saw a lot of headlines. You can't just, we've seen this, in political realm, we've seen this in sports. You mentioned what we, what happened last year. You can't just go by what everything in the first reports because the NCAA investigation had not surfaced. Any of that stuff had not surfaced, and there's still more to come. Like There's still be maybe more negative stuff for Michigan that comes.
1: This seems to be, if there's going to be more teams involved in this whole Central Michigan thing as well, or Western Michigan thing as well, whichever. Yeah, yeah,
3: we'll probably never get an answer on that, right? Uh,
1: probably not, but... I think the more teams that are involved, obviously, should be the better for Michigan. Because then it's like, well, if this is rampant here, then can you punish them all? Can you punish a bunch of teams? And that's why, again, that's why I think a guy... And this isn't implying that Matt Rule is guilty, but... I use him as the example. He immediately turned it into, hey, let's get some communications in the, he- in the helmets. Well, Matt Rule I don't think can be guilty because, hell, this is his first year at Nebraska, so I don't think it is. But, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't imply that, but I think that he knows that there's a lot of skeletons like this with a lot of coaches. I mean, I know a guy firsthand who knew signals and won a Super Bowl, helped win a Super Bowl, basically telling signals firsthand, and that's, that's professional. So I, I think that there, there is definitely some gamesmanship to that level. But I think that if there's like three or four more teams in the Big Ten that are mentioned here, I think it's better for – it might not be as good for the Big Ten as a whole, and that might be something Tony Petiti is upset with or um, certainly concerned about. But I think it's just better for Michigan because it's like, okay, well, are we going to punish all these other teams? If, if we found out that other schools and other conferences, are we going to punish these other teams? Or does it get so muddy where they go, all right, that's it we're gonna have we're don't do this again or does the punishment go listen we got say you got 25 teams that participated in this some way somehow say it turns into something huge all right you guys are all gonna lose five scholarships and now we're gonna have in helmet communications that's not a big deal that's not a big deal you can make five scholarships it can be a big deal depending on who you are but that's in a grand scheme of things that's not a real big deal I think it lessens the punishment, lessens the severity, and I think it makes everybody want to move on if there's that many where you go, what the hell were we doing? Were we really wasting time and resources, sending people to different stadiums and videotaping things as if it were a death blow from Seinfeld? Like I, I think that that would help Michigan the best and move everybody on from it. And because of that, I mean, these things take time. Like I don't know how... When when there was a conversation about suspending Harbaugh before the end of this week, it's like, well, is that a preemptive strike? Do I say, well, during this investigation, we can't put him on the sidelines? Like, is that it? Because if if you suspend him and it turns out there's nothing there, well, what are we doing? You, you you're in you're in some serious business. I, you guys are looking at me like you don't believe me or, or you don't have a care of what I'm saying here. I'm just I'm thinking about it from that perspective. No, I
2: wouldn't say that. I I, I just think it's interesting to see. The Michigan defense, and I'm not talking about the fanboy defense. Every 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 school in the country would have gone to the exact same defense that Michigan fans have done. Like, we understand that, right? Yes. Ohio State fans, we're all in agreement. Like, if this had been levied at Ohio State, we would have all the same exact, the exact defense you're hearing from Ann Arbor. Um, I think that goes without saying. The next part of this is the Michigan defense from the administrators, the lawyers. What are they going to do? And are they kind of pivoting right now, Keith? I mean, you're seeing it in real time. Have they kind of gone from at least reportedly saying, Hey, we didn't do anything wrong to, okay, come on. Everybody's doing this. Like there is a difference there in the defense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much of a change
3: has been. I mean, I think that they probably understood that like something was going on here with the Connor Stallions. That's why they suspended him initially and then ended up letting him go or he resigned, whatever. Um, but I think, yes, I think that part of the deal was is when last week the storyline about the Big Ten coaches and ADs coming out or presence, whatever, coming out and saying they needed to do something, Michigan's like, all right, you want to play this game, we'll play this game, and we'll fire this way. And that's why I said the suspension, all the reports and rumors are tomorrow is the day that if the Big Ten's going to announce something, they'll announce it tomorrow. And then Michigan would take, if they do suspend Harbaugh for two games or more or whatever they're seeking – Michigan would immediately respond with a lawsuit and Harbaugh would file a separate, it would intervene himself. And they feel, I don't know if they do, I don't know the specifics behind it, but they feel like they have a pretty good case against the conference that they could get an injunction
2: at this point, which would allow him to coach. Yeah. Yeah, you, definitely would allow him to coach.
1: If you're an Ohio state fan, do you want Harbaugh suspended for the Ohio state? No, game?
2: I do not want him suspended. I, I love the story. I, I just want to see the handshake at the end of the game. Yeah, you know I mean, what? no matter what, I want to I, see the handshake. I, yeah, I would love... Is there one? I would love to oh, see, absolutely. because even throughout all the years, whether it was Brady Hoke, Jim Trestle, got Luke Rich Fickle Rod. the one year, Rich Rod, always cordial between these two teams when it comes to that. Yeah, there'd be little things, little fights that would emerge, or the double birds the one year in Ann Arbor. Like, yeah, that stuff, that's part of a rivalry game. But even the way that, like... Ohio State handled the death of Bo Schembechler, and there was admiration. And, you know, you, you see the way they talk about this rivalry in the uh, incredible 2007 game, they, they, or 2006. They, there's always been a respect. Yeah, we hate you, we hate your fans and all that, but there's there's some modicum of respect. I wonder how that goes this year. I do wonder what that is going to be like between the two sides. And I, I personally, I'm an Ohio State diehard fan, I want to see Harbaugh on the sidelines. I I, as, I a, as a Buckeye fan, I'd love to beat Harbaugh. I'd love to beat Harbaugh on the sidelines for that game and ruin and tarnish their year while propelling my team to a, a playoff game and, and a potential national championship. I would love that. That's what I would want. I'm yeah. surprised any Buckeye fan, other than just enjoying how much that would hurt Michigan fans to lose Harbaugh and, and how it would... It would, it would put, not an asterisk, I don't know even what it would do for the season. It would spoil some of the season without a doubt. That wouldn't make me feel good enough to want that. What I want is to beat Harbaugh fair and square in that game while, while, while so many millions of people watch.
3: Yeah, I mean, isn't that the most annoying thing? When you beat a team and somebody has the excuses right away, you're saying, well, we beat you, yeah. well, we didn't have our quarterback, or we didn't have that, our coach. Like, exactly. You don't want to hear that. Like, it doesn't yeah it doesn't lessen the enjoyment of the win but it also it doesn't allow you to brag in the
2: same way and if i'm like, wrong buckeye fans and you feel like i don't speak for you no, and that that's a because I. then I
3: mean,
2: let me know i mean seriously let me know i mean maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, because if tomorrow's going to be the the big day where we find out imagine. if there's a suspension um, certainly michigan it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for michigan to self impose Anything. Remember that used to be an old tactic, like, hey, we're going to curry favor with the NCAA by self Well, isn't that what they did at the beginning of the year over ham- hamburgers <laughs> and <laughs> well, hot dogs? Well, what he got, he got four games. And then they, they self-imposed accept, the they three. Didn't they it. didn't accept the punishment. Well, yeah. they did
3: initially, and then they backed out. Or Them or the NCAA, one of the two backed out, and then he got the three. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think the one interesting thing, we bring this back to the Big Ten. Like, do you think-
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Post your free job on linkedin.com
1: recommend today.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get
2: free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
3: This is. You think it's legitimate that they're actually going to do this? Follow through with it tomorrow? Or Do you think they're just posturing at this point and trying to appease that? Hey, we really do care about this, but we
2: also have to abide is, by the rules. What written. what settlement would they have? Would there be a possibility for a settlement of some sort? I think sort? they should make Connor Stallions coach the game. I think that would be an <laughs> awesome Holy way. Jesus. Like, let him be on the sidelines let 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 him, uh, let him go to work let's see let's see if the kid can coach you're a crazy person i have another well
1: i i think that it well first off is there an answer to that question is there any possibility of a settlement at all all this stuff can be negotiated i mean we've learned that through a lot of things can can, can there be any negotiation at all to a well, well, an end to this
2: are the big 10 schools are they saying Get him off the sidelines. Suspend well, him there's a now. Difference do not let him coach the rest of the year. Are they unified in this? Like, are there some memos that we don't know about with well, every team? All the the presidents.
1: Do they still seem steadfast in wanting him off the sidelines? These other Big Ten schools. So if they do, then what does Michigan have on these other schools, or what does the investigation have on these other schools doing this? Because I can't. The guy is. It, I did. Do we believe that Connor Stallions is on the sideline for that Mac game? Because if we do, then there's other teams that are involved in this. He made this a business. I can't believe he just went to – what a business just going to college football games and and keeping your goggles on a guy and then being able to decipher signs. I mean, that's that's not the hardest thing in the world for doing, for crying out loud. But obviously people were willing to pay him to do so. I don't know what you take from that. And if there's other teams involved, I think Keith ends up being right. As uh, much as I, I like get them all worked up, like, do you really want to sit there if you're if you are the commissioner of the Big Ten you just took over and you want to deal with all this crap going on in real time while we're in the month of November and getting ready to set up for the college football
2: playoff? I mean the vote's coming out again tonight, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Well, and the committee has been tasked or they've been asked the question with their methodology. Are you taking into consideration? What is happening? And so I far, couldn't they, until they
1: found anything. Well,
2: they've been given no guidance by the NCAA. Right? Yeah, they're but not you, NCAA run. Like right? They they they
3: no, said they that could. they like, said that last week. They said Keith,
2: we, we're not an NCAA entity. Greg Doyle. This was going to be an aside. I, I tweeted you this right before the show. Uh, he's in Indianapolis. He's in Big Ten country, and that is where the NCAA is. And he is a Heisman voter. And he said that he doesn't think McCarthy, the quarterback of Michigan should be eligible, or he's not going to vote for him. Now he's eligible, but he's not going to vote for him because of this. And he said, I know you guys are going to say this is a look at me moment, and I'm just grandstanding for attention. But he laid out a case. He said, look, Michigan cheated. Everybody knows they cheated. It's a it's a preponderance of evidence thing. The Connor Stallions thing has escalated to such a point where now, you know, he's almost putting his personal asterisk by this. I realize that is not going to be a widely shared opinion. I do not think – that people are going to hold this against McCarthy, are they? Or in Big Ten countries, should they? Mm. If you had a Heisman vote, um, are you holding this against him? I'm not. I am not at
3: all. Yeah, I think that's that's a little much for me. Like, I don't know that he would be my Heisman favorite right now anyway. I mean, I think that he's probably certainly going to end up in New York. He performs mean, got, well
2: in, against yeah, Penn State He this does week. have
3: a, a pretty important two out of the next three games that he can showcase that along with the Big Ten championship. But uh, I don't know if I could say that this should keep them out,
2: like this is not something. So that's what I'm saying. What I want to know is what if the committee, all of a sudden, maybe it won't be today because there's nothing from the NCAA. What if there is a damning statement of something from the NCAA? Now, if you're the committee, what do you do about that information? So the
3: season after the Astros had the signs, uh, Sign stealing scandal in, in baseball. Like are you saying Jose Altuve hits 40 home runs in the season after that happens and all of a sudden he he can't you can't vote him for MVP because of that mm-hmm. happened in the past? Like they're not doing this now. Like the heat of this what? season, he stallions is gone. Like maybe they could still use signs, but if you're a team that an opposing team well, that knows this went on, like now. yeah, I mean, my God, you've had how much time, but
2: right, but like, should it but it is they, they were caught during the season and the season is still playing out, that's why this story is so once-in-a-lifetime. The fact that we're still playing games, we're still trying to decide who should be in the playoff, and we're still trying to decide who should play for a national championship. It is, in the end, a very subjective committee that they're going to take into account whatever information. So far, they have not taken this, quote, scandal into account, because it's not necessarily a scandal yet till the NCAA decides anything, or the Big Ten decides anything. I still... Can't see the Big Ten doing anything, but we'll see. I do wonder if a week from now, if now they'll say we have new information. Yeah, I mean, and they they have
3: an out. My view on it would be, I I don't think this is a serious enough thing. But like, if it was the kid himself involved, then it would take it out for me. Like, this is a. it's, It's supposed to be more about just on the field stuff, but also like what the kid is off the field, everything. Like, there's been no. This kid's been in no trouble. Like, right. he's been – this isn't something that's centered on J.J. McCarthy. This is centered on somebody in the background, whether Harbaugh knew or not. This is something in the background that he had no control over. I'm not going to blame the player for that and take him out of the Heisman consideration because somebody in the program screwed up, and
2: we're going to hold him accountable for that? Like, that seems a little silly to me. I mean, what percentage of the play? – I'm sorry, Ken, but I just- I'm just, i just curious from a Michigan fan perspective. I know what I would say as an Ohio State fan. I, I understand if it was the- – if the tables had turned – do you think that these players didn't know what was happening or their coaches didn't know about what was happening? Where did the level of communication begin and end? I mean, I'm sure there had been a few players along
3: the way that buddied up with Connor stallions and knew something was going on. Um, but I'll draw back to this too. Like with the players and the Heisman consideration thing, like, I don't know, like how, how do you take away that from a player that's of JJ McCarthy's stature when on the field, he is doing everything that a Heisman contender would do. Like, I, I don't understand how all of a sudden you're going to take away. We did we not learn from the Reggie Bush stuff? Like, they took away his Heisman because then they found out that he was receiving improper benefits. And well, now that's, like, we're in the NIL era. None of that care. None of that matters, and the Heisman's not going to give his Heisman back. Well, that's stupid. Like, come on. Like, we all know he was the no. best player in college football. If the guy is clearly the best player in college football, vote for the guy. I don't know what J.J. McCarthy is, but, like, if you believe that, then why should this take away from it? Like, it's just, it just really silly.
1: The playoff committee, Keith Britton, joining us right now, uh, assistant brand manager of Odyssey Cleveland, ninety-two-three, the fan, uh, arguing what Owen? Just Michigan fan. Okay, well, you know, I got to give him his official title here. He's joining (laughs) us on the show. Uh, The playoff committee. Until you come to me with hard evidence, not just well, they're under investigation. I cannot vote against them if I'm part of the playoff committee. Because I don't know how deep this goes. And at the end of all of this, this can turn into gamesmanship. Now, this is me, if I were on the committee, in the spirit of fairness, right? The spirit of fairness, going, well, we don't know yet, so until we find out, and hopefully we'll find out soon, and we can move on with all this foolishness, right now, I can't, I can't vote against you. The J.J. McCarthy thing, I look at the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I think absolutely guys will vote with Greg Doyle and say, no, we're not voting for him. J.J. McCarthy hasn't had a chance to prove anything yet. He's got Penn State coming up, then he'll have Ohio State. He's played all this garbage. So you can't, I I shouldn't call him garbage, but you get what I'm saying, The, the teams he's played against. He hasn't been able to really prove his Heisman moment just yet they haven't had stiff competition. Now before this, he's going to get some stiff competition. And I tell you what, if they go out the, if they play Penn State, they're at Penn State, right? High noon. If they go out to Happy Valley and they lose that football game, then I mean, that that gives all the voters all but the voting is a subjective argument. Voting is a Heisman voting is a subjective thing. Hall of Fame voting is obviously a subjective thing. And and the voters take in their own personal morals and their own problems with it, and so you could say, "Hey, there is no evidence of any of this." And the investigation shows you that teams X, Y, and Z, and it and, and it could be to the point where all the Heisman voters are just so tired of covering the thing, they'll vote against him just so he can't be there. I I don't put anything against against a voting body of, of a subjective issue when it comes to the Hall of Fame, when it comes to the Heisman Trophy, or anything. I don't. I don't ho- I don't sit there and take Boy, them and normally, for granted on anything. And what do we know
2: about the history Unfairness. of the Heisman? The history of the Heisman and some of the laughable results that were produced before the TV era of college football. They would say they'd be voting blocks. The regions would vote a certain way without even knowing what was going on on the other side of the country, and so you had very very biased views. Now you wonder if is McCarthy going to be a victim in all of this. The Big 10 region that might normally vote for a guy might not in this case. That that would be interesting if they were kind of going along with what their fan bases think about the scandal at this point. And so in a way, could you go from to go to feel bad for McCarthy in this, in this way, if he's having this unbelievable season and, and clearly worthy if they go undefeated and he's a starting quarterback of, of Heisman consideration. I know I'm asking a Michigan guy that, so, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna really want that. I, I just, I just. Do you disagree
1: this, with me, Keith? You look at me. I mean, you look at me like I'm making dumb point after dumb point over there. No, I don't disagree with you. Like, oh, yeah. Well, there's certain things you probably can't say and can't. I'm sorry.
3: No, no, no. I, I don't disagree with you. I just think that, like, like I said before, like I'm not going to hold it against the kid, especially when we don't know all the details in the NCAA investigation. But if this is not a player run thing or didn't directly impact him, like I don't. And this didn't happen for this season. I mean, most of the stuff. I mean, they were caught what? Halfway through the year, or less than halfway through the year, like this didn't impact JJ McCarthy at all. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold Jim Harbaugh or whatever he knew or the coaching staff. Like, I'm not gonna hold that against a player that could be the
1: best. Player I agree with you for the rest of their schedule. Again, they got they got Penn State coming up, right? Who do they have between Penn Maryland. State? Okay, Maryland. Maryland's on
3: a downside. Yeah, right they, now.
1: they. I don't know what happened. They're on their ass. So he's got Penn State and Ohio State coming up. Then I'll have a Big Ten championship game if they win. So a, an so easy win for whoever wins the East. Mm-hmm. So then he'll have another moment, but it's you know we'll discount it because whoever wins the West is terrible. Um, and then he'll have the College Football Playoff. His Heisman Trophy moments are ahead of him. Now they vote for the Heisman before the playoff, correct? Yes. So he has two more moments that he can really stick it in there.
3: It's I usually, would not. It's usually the the Monday following the conference championships. Okay, Those so
1: so technically he has three, but I think whoever comes out of the West, like it's automatically going to be discounted because I mean that's just a crap factory. He's got two more chances. I don't think I'd hold it against him. I'd make the argument going, okay, you guys all said about st- sign stealing and things like that. Well, obviously they're not stealing signs now. And if he goes out there against Penn State and throws for 400 and four touchdowns and they beat the brakes off Penn State, and he does the same thing against Ohio State, well, then I think you got all the arguments in the world going, okay, this guy was certainly above the fray no matter what. So then I can make an argument in what seems to be a wide-open Heisman race. But I just don't trust voters. I don't trust voters on a subjective body because of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Playoff committee, I think, has to be right down the line. But we've said that already. Um, What I think is going to be the biggest issue again – is and we all and, and we did this thing last summer. You you mentioned that word preponderance of evidence, and it just gives me these terrible flashbacks of what it was last summer because we were doing this when it came to the Browns and how long he was going to be suspended for. Is I, I I think that business will probably prevail. And is this going to be good for business? Is the Big Ten and all of a sudden you find out and it could be three non-factor teams. It could be Purdue. It could be Northwestern. Wouldn't surprise me. Northwestern, I mean, that's a football dude type of type of program. Michigan State, I mean, three teams you can think of off the top of your head. But now all of a sudden, I got four programs that are involved in this, and it just makes it even worse. And one of those programs, good God, Michigan State's done all types of crazy things over the last five years. I would just want to be done with it. So I don't know how much teeth is actually into it if we find more programs that are involved in this. If it sticks to Michigan, maybe you could try to nail Michigan to the wall. But I think if it were a lot of other I think it's much better for Michigan if other schools are, are found to be in in this investigation that they possibly took advantage of this. Uh,
2: Keith, do you have a gut feeling on if Harbaugh is going to be back next year? My gut says yes. He will be back. They got to stick by him. Why do you think he interviewed with the NFL last year?
3: Well, I think there was serious interest with the Vikings. Uh, But I I also think that part of me is confused by this whole process of what he's gone through the last few years because I feel like he's always just been, and he's even said this in a press conference, he's always just been wanted by the university. And and by wanted, I think he means both money and just, you know, I don't know if he'd call it power or whatever. I think he wants certain things in his program or with him, with his, uh, like, updates to the football facility, things like that that he you know, wants the university to value. They have a president that's been in place for less than a year now, and this president, during this whole case, has made it very apparent that he supports Harbaugh and has stand, stand by him through all this process. There's been, I don't know if there's been any kind of, like, infighting with the AD, but that seemed to have softened since this president has taken over. And I think that this is the first time that he's really had everybody behind him at Michigan. Now, this probably plays into it a little bit, but I also feel like this situation... It might depend on how the NCAA rules. If the NCAA rules before next season and doesn't rule in his favor, then I could see if an NFL team's interested, maybe he would go. But if the NCAA is going to ride this out and make this last, you know, another year, like, I definitely see him there next
2: year. Yeah, his flirtation with the NFL has been interesting, especially as he's gotten Michigan back to where it belongs in in a Michigan fan's perspective. They have a chance, a reasonable chance this year, to win the national championship. Um, If they were knocking at the door at the end of the year, you know, I I could – Assume that he'd want he'd want to finish the job, but I also know that just the college football landscape's changing so fast. We just talked about Mike Vrabel today at the end of the show. Like, what if what if New England became available for Mike Vrabel? Would he rather be at? New England? You like that, Keith? Ben, you like that? Ben,
3: I think it was Ben Volen said right. that That's, what, yeah. like, yeah. That's where I got it from. Yeah. So, or, you like that
2: conversation? Or what Did if Ohio State it? opened Great. up? Would Vrabel rather be at Ohio State, where you know you're going to get the best players, yeah, Ohio State, and have that ova- God advantage? Got Ohio State. So. When, so college can be great for some guys. NFL could be great for others. Harbaugh has done this college thing, and I think he's acquitted himself very well. We'll see how this scandal, quote-unquote, shakes out. I just know he's flirted with the NFL, it seems like, for the last five years. Yeah, I, I think and, it, and it and would be. And that Buffalo job could be open. The Chargers job they've talked about could be open. I mean, you got real quarterbacks in All those right. places. Yeah, but also, this is where
1: you're going to roll your eyes.
3: Well, No, I was also going to say, that real quick, the, the NFL, I could see him going to the NFL because he's tired of the college thing. I could also see if he invokes change with the NCAA because of this, and maybe that won't, maybe it'll end up terrible for him. But if this leads to change with the NCAA, he could live at Michigan and say, I changed everything for everyone around college football.
1: Right I now. think now to compete in college football, for the new age coach, it takes this ruthlessness – that I I think was previously I, there's always there's been ruthless coaches in college football. I mean Tommy Tuberville and the things that he's pulled to take different jobs is well documented. But I and this is a person who I I am honestly on the fence over here, just kind of watching you to discuss this. I do think that Ann Arbor is one of the special places for a guy who's of not the youngest age. How old is Harbaugh? Is he pushing sixty yet? Yeah, yeah. A guy who's who's getting ready to turn sixty of You know, the the foliage is beautiful in the fall. It's a, it's got a small town atmosphere. It's obviously a bunch of highly educated people, people who who care about the care about obviously football and want to win football games, but also care about the pride of the of the community and the pride of the university. And I don't think you get that in many places in college football anymore. And I think that it's very hard to just get up and leave something like that. There is a, and I know I'm sounding like a Norman Rockwell paint, not Rockwell painting come to life here. I don't think you get that in many places anymore. I I, I don't think you get that in Columbus, and Columbus used to have that atmosphere, Anthony, I don't think you do, I don't think you get that in a lot of places, and Michigan is a place where I still think you get in. and just to go from that atmosphere to Sunday where it is, it is all based on entertainment, and entertainment is based on winning in the NFL, that can be a cold Ugly place on Sunday afternoons and a lonely place. And man, I just couldn't find myself just walking away from a place like the University of Michigan to go back to the NFL. I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo, I like Buffalo. I like the Bills and I like their organization. And I like their fans. But, I mean, if we're talking about prominence here, you know, you're one of 32. You're one of a very few in college football.
3: Well, he, he's been through the NFL, so I don't know that this would that impact as well. him per se. But I'm just saying – I said this from the beginning when the expansion was coming and USC and UCLA all decided to join the Big Ten. This is going to impact a lot of coaches uh, from fan bases that are like Ohio State's that Ryan Day has caught hell for losing one game, which is ridiculous. Like, you're going to have seasons. You see it with Dabo Sweeney right now that you're going to lose three or four games, and your fan base is going to have to be okay with that because that's the new era of college football. That's where we're going. Like, it's going to turn into the NFL where you're going to have to be okay with going, you know, 10 and three or 11 and three, any one season. And that's the way it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, you think and about that, it. that'll wear on a coach, though. If you have a fan base that's not used to doing that, and I'm not saying it's going to wear on Ryan Day, but like he's the one that comes to mind because he has this impeccable record. And all the fans want to do is pick apart the fact that he's lost like five games. Like it's ridiculous.
1: That is so weird that you have guys who, if it, there are programs that if you finish 12th in the country, like people want you fired, and now it'll be well. No, you'll be you'd probably be a, a playoff team. I, I mean, that's what I mean by the top twelve. You'll be a playoff team next year. So, I wonder if it kind of lowers the standard for some places. You know, I I, I reminisce about the old days of college football. Not you know, I believe in NIL and all the other stuff. I you know, there's a personal a, a person's worth should be worth something, and if you can get something on your name and image, you should do it. This isn't that. I I, I think though that. You know, there is again, there's a time in the country with college football coaches where you could win six games, become bowl eligible. And that's a very nice season to some schools and and schools didn't have unrealistic expectations. And now I think that some schools do. And I wonder if that because you have super conferences where now like you, you said it before the show started, Anthony. What chance in hell does Minnesota have to win a Big Ten championship now that you have USC and Washington Zero. coming in? Zero. You're going to take your check, and hopefully you become bowl eligible here. So I wonder if that changes the standard for, for certain colleges and makes some teams uh, a little bit more uh, patient. Is that it? Did it but – or maybe it just it makes them boosters crazy and they still see it the same way where, hey, I want to be excited, so if you can't get this guy going, we're going to find another guy because they still got to keep putting money in the coffers. And guy going into year five and telling you to be patient isn't as exciting as, as offensive coordinator X, who's 29 years old and could get this offense going in the right way and get us back to the playoffs. You know, Maybe that's a difference.
3: Now you tell us, Ken, you're the one wearing the Iowa State sweatshirt.
1: Oh, I tell you all the time, those people should be very happy that he's there. When I heard a local media member, and I, I, I joked with him about it, when he said, well, I can't believe he didn't win anything with Brees Hall and, and Brock prigo they won the Fiesta Bowl. They won a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. Tell me the last time the Iowa State's done that before he got there, or when they, or after he leaves one of the two. Ain't going
2: to happen. And he didn't have to cheat and steal signs to, saying, to do it. Imagine if he was stealing
1: signs, what he could do. Well, we did have one little controversy there this offseason, didn't we?